From MinTech, the Micro Nanotechnology Education Center, this is Talking Technicians, the podcast about technicians, who they are, what they do, and where they come from. I'm your host, Peter Kazarnov. I teach technicians and engineers at Portland Community College. In each episode, you'll meet a working technician and hear their story. That means real interviews with real technicians about real jobs. At the end of each episode, you'll hear actions you can take if you want to be a technician too. In this episode, you'll meet Sam. Sam works at Intel in Chandler, Arizona, outside Phoenix. Sam, welcome to Talking Technicians. Thanks, Peter. Great to be here. Tell me about yourself. Um, you live in outside the Phoenix area. How long have you been there for? Uh, I've lived in Phoenix for most of my most of my life. Uh, originally from Chicago, Illinois. Moved here when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, I've lived lived in Arizona for gosh, almost twenty years now. And Intel is in Chandler. Um, where do you live relative to that? Uh, I live in kind of a weird area. It's like five minutes down the street, but it is technically in Phoenix, just the way that the city lines kind of delineate. And is there anyone else in your household? Um, I live with one of my roommates and he actually works at Intel as well. Uh, Do you uh, commute together or ever work in the same shifts? Yeah. Yeah. We work on the same shift. We actually work in the same area as well. So it worked out pretty well that way. Well, then tell me a little bit more about where you work. Uh, What's your job title and what do you do day to day there? Um, So in Intel, we have a division called ATD, which is Assembly Technology Development. So we focus upon bonding uh, processor die to substrates, which basically is the way that your computer chips all work out from everything from the, the radios in your phone to the most advanced processors in the world's world supercomputers. Um, my job title is an engineering technician, though on the job we refer to ourselves and to each other as MTEs, so maintenance technicians for equipment. Um, day-to-day, my job responsibilities really conduct consist of performing troubleshooting, preventative maintenance, corrective maintenance, and repairs for the manufacturing equipment. Do you work in shifts or do you have a regular nine to five kind of uh, job? Uh, I have a regular schedule. My schedule is usually I work on the back end of the week. So Wednesday to Saturday, uh, 12 hour shifts. So 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And uh, what kind of benefits come with working at Intel? Uh, Intel has some fantastic benefits, Um, everything from great base pay to uh, quarterly and annual bonuses. We have wellness and health benefits, um, on-campus benefits like a health center, um, health services, dental, vision, on-campus as well. So it sounds like they want to keep you around. Oh, yeah. Are there any opportunities for professional growth? That is one of the biggest things at Intel that they preach and practice every single day is um, education and career career growth. I mean, the, the joke used to be, um, welcome to Intel, welcome to your next six jobs. And um, have you uh, trained any other technicians? What is uh, kind of uh, that role right now? That's actually um, one of my roles right now in my team is a sort of an ad hoc trainer for new hires. Um, I'm fairly well versed with the basics of our of our responsibility as engineer technicians. So my manager was like, hey, you know, we got these new guys coming in. Would you come be comfortable training these guys? 
Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Do you remember what it felt like your first day at work at Intel? How did it feel walking into Intel for the first time? Honestly, nerve wracking. (laughs) I had never done anything like it before. Um, You know, going in and working on these million dollar machines, turning wrenches and knowing that, you know, if you don't tighten the bolt the right way or if you uh, change this parameter on a tool incorrectly, you could cause the tool or, you know, millions of dollars of product to be bad. You know, it's nerve wracking, but it's at the same time, I was really excited because I saw a great opportunity to learn every single day. And how do you feel now compared to uh, that first day at work? Well, a heck of a lot more confident for sure. Um, (laughs) But it's, it really has panned out to be a, a fantastic a fantastic career for me so far. And I look forward to the next 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, who knows. So how did you get into Intel? What was your work experience, your education experience before you started as a technician there? So as far as work goes, before I started at Intel, I worked in a variety of pretty dead end jobs, a lot of retail, a lot of contract work. Um, and eventually I kind of came to that realization where it's like, Hey, um, something's got to give, I got to do something. I'm going to go back to school, get my degree. And I did two years at Rio Salado college, which is a local community college here in the Phoenix area on their, at the time, brand new nanotechnology program. Um, my dad had worked at Intel for something like 10, 15 years at that point. So he was like, Hey, you know, this, this program sounds great. You should try it. Um, so I went for it, dived in head first and came out two years later with a degree and a bunch of new friends and, um, started working at Intel. What was the hardest part of that nanotechnology program at Rio Salado Community College? I, I will definitely say that the hardest part for me was staying focused on the light at the end of the tunnel, because there will be those times where you're doing 18 credit hours and it's you're on your eighth hour of homework for the day. And it's like, man, what the heck am I doing? You know, this is dumb. I should just go back to work. But it 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 really came down to staying, trying to stay laser focused on that, that light, that that degree, the goal of getting the degree and getting the job at the end. What were some of the things that you learned in community college that you now use day to day as a technician? So the the thing with this, the program that I did at Rio Salado was really cool because most of our nanotechnology curriculum actually comes from the semiconductor manufacturer industry. So there was a lot of it where you're learning about, say, photolithography. And that's something that we use every single day. We have tools that are millions of dollars that are as big as a as big as a room that use that exact technology every single day. So I was able to go in on my first day and look at this tool and recognize what each step that this tool was doing without any experience on that tool set prior, just from what I learned in school. And what's something unexpected when you started working as a technician uh, that you didn't know about before you started? I would say that the biggest thing that I wasn't expecting is how... And I don't know if it's it's the same way at the labs or if it's just an Intel thing or if even it's just a, a factory work thing where it's you're mentally on all the time 
Everybody is, is expected to be part of the problem solving process, even if they're not problems that are acute problems where you have to, hey, I need to fix this problem before I can continue processing. But bigger problems like, you know, why are we getting poor yield on this particular product kind of thing? Everybody's expected to be responsible for problem solving. Do you work alone at Intel or do you work in a team? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, there are some times where if we're doing a more intensive repair on a, on a tool set, then we may have two, three, four people working on it just because of the, the physical workload. Or if it's a real head scratcher of a problem or something like that, where you need to collaborate with the more senior guys or from guys from the vendors or for some, from someone like that. Um, but there's a lot of times where it's like, oh, you know, 10 minute fix, I'll go over there and fix it myself. How do you communicate with engineers, scientists, or other technicians? A lot of email. A lot of email. Um, but at the same time, we also use meetings through Teams. Um, we used to use Zoom every now and then, but we transitioned mostly to using Skype for Business and using Teams. Um, but yeah, a lot of email, a lot of phone calls. Um, not as much face-to-face nowadays in the days of COVID, but um, we're slowly getting back to that. How did your life change when you became a technician? What's different now compared to when you were a student in community college? I will definitely say that making the step to being a proper technician was a huge step in as far as quality of life overall, because I went from not making a whole lot of money to making a whole lot more money than I was making. And aside from that, it was also a big step for me mentally because I went from going to school and learning because I had to, to get the degree to going to work and learning every day because I'm interested in what I do. Are you willing to share how much introductory technicians make at Intel? Personally, I'm not, I'm not at Murph and not at Liberty to discuss how much I make. Um, but typically just from what I've learned from other technicians and what I've learned just from looking at places like Glassdoor, um, an entry-level technician at Intel can expect to make something in the area of forty-five dollars to $50,000 a year base pay, plus your extra compensation for things like working night shift, uh, working press work week, um, factory incentives, things like that. Um, in addition, we also get quarterly and annual bonuses as well as stock options every year. So what advice would you give to current students or people who want to transition their career and work in your industry? Um, honestly, the biggest piece of advice I would say is do whatever you got to do to get through school. Stay laser focused, find a goal, find something that, find the carrot to dangle in front of your face and say, hey, I need to stay focused on the carrot. And do you have a final call to action for students or people who want to transition their careers and work as a technician like you? I will say never, ever pass up on an opportunity to learn something new. It, the semiconductor industry and, and science in general is an industry that hugely, greatly rewards learners. You know, the, the people with a, a passion for learning, the people who go in every day and are like, what am I going to learn new today? What's new today? Sam, thank you so much for being on Talking Technicians. It's been a pleasure. Please keep in touch. Absolutely. Talking Technicians is produced by Mintech, the Micro Nano Technology Education Center, through financial support from the National Science Foundation's Advanced Technological Education Grant Program. 
Opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the National Science Foundation. Join the conversation. If you are a working technician or know someone who is, reach out to us at info at talkingtechnicians.org. We're always looking out for great guests to share more stories with you.